Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Like I said, there were other things being played. Other little niche things. Golf was being played. Soccer was being played. Phil you know, won, didn't he? Phil is a joke on the senior tour. Phil is so much better than everyone on the senior he tour. He hasn't been sick in years since he's been drinking all that coffee. Right, he just, he just drops <laughs> it. None of the jitters. Right, he drops it and wins, right? All yeah. the time. He just said, yeah, uh, it's Thursday. Should I play? Sure. I'll get on the plane. I'll play and I'll win. This is General George Washington, and you're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. A couple of notes before we get into the actual show. Let me um, thank Andrea Clark for her lovely email. Glad we could help at all. Yes. And let me read this one from Ken Wegener. Says, I'm writing to you as a lawyer little for more than 20 years by way of Endicott, New York. Endicott, New York, one of the triple cities, Binghamton, Johnson City, Endicott. And now Louisville, it says CO, so it's Louisville, Colorado. Colorado. I didn't know there was a Louisville, Colorado. I was unaware of that. I may not, um, being, I may not be able to do a seven-minute plank like you. Seven and a half, Pat. <laughs> but in 2019, I did qualify for the Boston Marathon as a 45-year-old. Due to COVID, it was canceled in 2020 and then postponed until the fall in 2021, this coming Monday. So he wrote this last week, October 11th, which was two days ago. I will finally get to run the Boston Marathon after too long of a training period. I don't have much chance of beating the two-hour and 31-minute time of Rosie Ruiz. That's not bad for only a mile. But I'll be trying like hell to break three hours. I was hoping you could give me a shout-out and wish me luck. We hope it went well. Sure, yes. We, Ken, we hope it went well. It says, also, please ask Nigel his opinion on wearing a New York Yankees shirt during the race. I think that'd be bad in Boston. Wouldn't advise it, yeah. I think people would throw grapefruits at you. <laughs> at the very least, So we yes. hope you did well. Don't uh, do let's it. Yeah, get don't to do the it actual show here. First of all, I wanted... I, I, so I went to see Helen on Monday. I see Helen on Mondays and Fridays. And Helen told me that over the past weekend, uh, Helen lives on a cul-de-sac, and she organized... There was a Beatles tribute band, and she organized her neighbors and people around the blocks. Um, She brought in the Beatles tribute band, and they played for free. They played for tips. Like, you know, it's standing, what what is the Dire Straits song? We're just, you know, down in the... Down in the tunnel trying to make it pay. Oh. You know, so, I mean, they've got, I guess they had guitar cases open. Right. I don't know. So I don't know like, how it worked. like busking. busking. Yeah. I don't know how it worked. Did play Michelle? Just Michelle? I, I said, <laughs> I hope to God they didn't play Michelle. And she said, no, they played, you know, fast tunes and their older stuff. You know what was part of the band, she said? Who's Tom Lofgren. Really? How great is that? That's phenomenal. How great is that? Oh. Tom Lofkin's playing in a, in a Beatles cover band. And just obviously, because I said, were they 30s, 40s? No, no, no. These guys were in their 60s. That's... So, I just, so, so if anyone, if they're listening, and if Ronnie Neumeyer was in the band, for all I know, he's in the band too. <laughs> they're great. So, you yeah. know, I would just say to them, that's great. That's wonderful. It's wonderful that you're doing that. Yeah. You know, it's all outdoors. So it's relatively safe in these times. So that's what she said. I thought that was great. And I have another, uh, another sighting. This is... I'm walking the dog the other day. It's not last night. It's the night before. It's about a quarter to seven. I'm walking the dog, and a dark sedan pulls over, right? Pulls over, and the window is rolled down. And I look in, 
Al Koken. Oh, yes. It's Al Koken. Yes. And we have this wonderful chat, and he listens. <laughs> he listens to the podcast. He said, is that Chessie? Chessie's the star of the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, uh, you know, you all, uh, Michael and I talk about this all the time. Who's listening? Do we know anybody who's listening? <laughs> Who are we talking to exactly? Well, I'm talking Al, to you. Al Koken is one of the people that we're talking to, and I can't tell you. I hadn't seen him in years. I mean, I'd seen him on television, but I hadn't right. talked to so him. So a years. sedan pulls up, and you look in? So it had to be a hired car? No, no, no. I mean, it was, I think it was, if, if I'm correct, it was one of those um, Genesis cars. Okay. It was a, a, a four-door sedan. No, his, so he's in the driver's side. I'm on the right-hand side. The passenger side window rolls down, and I look in, and he leans over, and it's Al Koken. Smoking Al Koken. I was just so, I was so happy. He said, do you want, he said, I play Norbeck. Let's play Norbeck. I said, fine, great. Let's play Norbeck. It's in great shape right now. Is it? You played yeah. it recently? Well, I've been, I coach up there. Yeah, okay. So he said, let's play. So I, Perfect I, for you. It's just before only. Yeah. Don't have to make the turn. I don't have to go on that crazy road. No. Yes. Uh, I, I got a nice note from Al who had said that he'd run into you. Yes. Yes, so. he mentioned you, and yes. he said that he would give you his information. And I, so I, Left I, turn on Emory. That made me feel so happy. You know, every once in a while, sure. out of the blue, things like that happen. Made me feel so happy. That's great. Yeah, I, was, I felt great about that. I thought you were about to say there was a fox driving an RV down the street or something. No, 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 no. It was Al Koken. Yeah, when you start with the sighting, we, we think it's something bigger. <laughs> it, was, it was Al Koken. That's fantastic. I was happy. We love Al. Yeah, I was happy. Uh, okay, so the baseball is almost set. Yes. And, and, and there's one series extant, as we like to say, and it's the right one to be extant because it's the one, it's the best one. It's the one that everybody yeah. should pay attention to. The Dodgers threw Walker Buehler last night. He gave him four and a third, something like that. That's about what I was watching, so yeah. One run. That's all he gave him was one run. Didn't and, get the strikeouts early. You know, and, and they had a homer from Mookie Betts and a homer from Will Smith, and, and the Dodgers beat the Giants. That's two to two. They go back. Is it tonight? I don't think it's tonight. It's probably tomorrow. Oh, would they go up against the, the Tom Brady football game Thursday night, or would they do it tonight? Because it's not hard to get from Los Angeles to San Francisco. Well, it depends on traffic. But. Well, I think they'd be flying. That's just my traffic guess. traffic in the air? That's <laughs> no, just my guess. Do we have a sense of when that is? Uh, it's, the th it's Thursday, 9.07. Okay, 14th. so they're going up against Tom Brady, which yeah. is not all that wise to do. That's not that wise to do. In any case, the Dodgers and the Giants are going to have the stage to themselves to see who plays the Braves. Now... The Braves are in. Um, I watched a lot of the Braves game last night. Oh, just let me get back to the Dodgers for a second. Here's, here's their, their problem. I guess they, Urias, I guess, can start. I guess he can start on full rest. But Scherzer can't pitch, and Bueller can't pitch, and Kershaw's on the DL. And, and this is the best starting rotation in all of baseball, but you got to throw who you got to throw. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, and the Giants, boy, oh boy, you cannot. Discount the Giants. No, the no. Giants have been great all yeah, year. The it, Giants beat Max Scherzer had a game that 95 percent of the time. Michael, win ninety five percent of the time. You go seven, you strike out ten, you give up one. Ninety five percent of the time, you win that game. They got no runs. They've been shut out in two games. And this is why it feel it feels so much like the Yanks, Red Sox in the early two thousands, where they've now played each other so many times. And you look at the starting pitcher for the Giants last night. Uh, a third of the game, almost a third of the game against the Dodgers this year, he was your starting pitcher. And, and you start to go, that's how they're able to mount that offense in those first two innings before they have to take him out. But I love the, the, the live lookings. They're like, yeah, pregame, Scherzer's warming up as if he's like going to start tomorrow. 
Well, would it surprise you if Coming tomorrow in. night, if they put Scherzer in for two innings? Not, would not surprise Not even a little. No, not at all. That was not the key all. to what the Nats did when they won the World Series. You, you got to get to the next round. Yes. You, you, right, and we're you forget, deplete we are, everything. We can't discount the next how round's good a seven. has been. Right, the next round is a seven. So you can lose the first two, and you can feel, okay, we can win four out of five. But you can't lose the first two in a three, in a, in a five, rather. You for can't. this to go five, and then you look at what it means for the Braves to have closed out in the four they get a at pass. home. They get the pass. They get a pass, as the Brewers would have gotten right. the pass. Right, and they, and they have, you saw their pitching overperform with those top two starters, where they say they, they can actually set that up to try and get that That's early right. lead. That's right. Uh, by the way, Freddie Freeman, who is the Nats killer of all time, and who remains likable to all of us, because he plays with joy. And everybody who stops at first base on every other team chats with Freddie. In a playoff game. Chats with Freddie and seems to like Freddie. (laughs) Freddie in the bottom of the eighth, reminiscent of Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. (laughs) Freddie got a pitch and boom. Did not miss. It was out. And, And that's the one run lead that they needed to beat the Brewers. And it was off Josh Hader. The best guy the Brewers have. Not giving up a home run in what three months? Just and boom, and Freddie Freeman came out of the dugout for a well-deserved curtain call, and everybody was really happy. And so they win. It was Uh, a weird game. The Brewers had not scored in twenty-two innings before they got that early lead, and then it felt like the Braves should have been up by a huge margin after his bases loaded every inning for the you know the middle innings. What happened? When the Braves came back to get two runs when they were down 4-2. to two. And It was an 0-2 count, wasn't it? It was an 0-2 count. It was the fourth or fifth pitch because he'd fouled off a couple. And who was on the mound? Southern Thunder. Hunter Strickland was on the mound. And he gave up the favorite Dukes. pitcher. <laughs> he gave up the single that brought in two, and it was 4-4. And that cost the Brewers. That yeah. obviously cost the Brewers. Made me happy because I didn't like him. Again, you just go back to the All-Star game when Freddie Freeman's doing, you know, having that great bit about his kid. Get to the All-Star game just so I can meet Fernando Tatis. And you start to look at who's the guy who's bringing his team to the championship series. And who was the MVP last year? Freddie Freeman. So he's a wonderful player. And um, do I think that either the Dodgers or Giants will win? Yeah, but Michael, your point Uh, is... It'd be a harder series. Max Fried and who's the other starter they've got? Morton? Yeah, Charlie Morton. I mean, these are their one-two guys. They're the Atlanta... Even though Atlanta lost two of their three best hitters for the whole season, Atlanta is a complete team. That's a good team, Atlanta. Yes? Yeah, no. And it, it, it would, if they were to go beyond the championship round, you'd look at this and say that that is a team that's being rewarded for building the depth that's necessary to sort of have these surprises when you have injuries. And frankly, for a team that, that gets criticized for winning divisional titles, it would be interesting that that could be the team that maybe takes you uh, back to the World Series. So this is a good time for baseball. It's a good time to watch baseball for me. Uh, the playoffs are wonderful. They are. I mean, they require you to stay to, up. And also to pay attention. Yeah. To really pay attention. You know, you don't you can watch basketball and hockey and not really pay attention. You can even watch football and not really pay attention. Playoff baseball. It's every pitch. Yeah, you're you're and the difference zoned in. Bunting is back. Bunting yeah. is back, yeah. yeah. And the difference between a two one count and a one two count at t- at times is everything. You know, and when the when the ump squeezes you or gets a you know a generous call or whatever, um at shift it seems to shift the at bat and momentum. In the other league, it's Boston against Houston, um, a whole team that cheated against a team managed by a guy that people think cheated and sat out for have. a year. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a good matchup. Oh, sure. Both teams hit. Yeah. Both teams hit. Neither team pitches all that great. 
and both teams hit. Uh, in the four games that – in the four playoff games that Boston has won, I think they're four and one at this point, counting the Yankees. Yes. They've scored 32 runs. And so Chris Sale doesn't have to get out of the first inning. If, you're, if your team's going to score six or more, you're in every game. Yeah. Just in every game. So that's – I know you're rooting for Boston. Yes, very much so. In a perverse way, I find myself thinking about rooting for Houston. I'm not sure. <laughs> rooting for I, Dusty. I root for Dusty. Well, everyone – yeah. And the fact that Dusty hasn't gotten a contract, you know, that they're sort of leaving him hanging out there, it seems a bit odd because what has he done? He's just done brilliant with him. Yeah. I loved his quote about the, uh, the White Sox pitcher. <laughs> what did he say? No, just like, I didn't heard – I haven't heard of him until we saw him the other day. <laughs> yeah. It was so dismissive. <laughs> right. I invented the high five. Yes. We will um, we'll take a break. We'll come back with Booger McFarland, and we will talk football, both college and pro football. When we return, I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the X-Chair read. I really, for those of you watching on News Channel 8, I don't have to go any further. I'm sitting in the X-Chair. You are. Looks fantastic. Michael brought the You're X chair welcome. down so that I could, and I, which I appreciate. The X chair now is a permanent home. Yeah, it's right here. It's not being moved again? No, no. Where, wherever I sit. Michael is going to get a, a, a second job. The X chair conveys with the house. Chairs, you know, porter of chairs. From the first moment I sat in the X chair, my body immediately said, ah, so this is what a real office chair is supposed to feel like. I never actually looked forward to sitting in my office until I got my X chair. I guess this is my office to some degree. Can your current office chair give you a massage while you're working? X chair can. Can your current office chair heat up or cool down? X chair can. It's all in the LMX massage and temperature regulation exclusively designed and made for X chair. And once you feel the customized support of X chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar, or DVL as the insiders call it, <laughs> your back will never be happy in any other chair again. High performance, quality engineering, extreme comfort. Those are all the reasons why you will love your X chair. Try X-Chair for yourself, risk-free for 30 days. Once you realize how much better your chair should be, you'll never go back. As Eddie Murphy would say, go to xchairtony.com now. That's the letter X, chair, T-O-N-Y.com, or call 1-844-4-X-CHAIR for $100 off your order. X-Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. xchairtony.com. Use the code, people. Tell them Jody sent you. <laughs> You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is sent to us by Terry King. He says, Mr. Tony, my band Borderline would like to submit a couple of songs for you and your audience. The first is called Knife to a Gunfight, and the second one is called Whiskey and Friday. From one old TK to another, I'm 68. I've spent over half my life in the music business as a sideman and production specialist. I'm working on my third retirement with the goal of lowering my handicap below 14. Hope this finds all well. This is really good. It's really good. It's really good. Okay? Really good. <clears throat> Borderline. And they play in Booger McFarlane, one of my favorite people to watch on the air. And Booger, let us start with John Gruden. Not about what he did, which is indefensible. We're not, we're not, there's no second sentence on that. But what happens to that team? What happens to a team where the coach is gone and there's probably distrust in the locker room and they got 12 more games to play? What do you think happens there? Well, I think the first thing that happened, Tony, has already happened, which is they named the interim head coach, which is Rich Passaccia, someone I know very well. He's a special teams coach, and people might be like, yeah, okay, what does a special teams coach know about leading a group of men? Well, 
quite frankly, I think the special teams coach sometimes makes the best head coach because you have to be able to relate to both offensive players and defensive players to comprise your entire special teams. So usually the special teams coach has the pulse of the team better than anyone outside of the head coach. So I think Rich Bisacci was the right guy for the job. He's got to stand in front of that group of men today because usually players get Tuesdays off. So this will be his first team meeting this morning, probably in about another hour and a half, two hours, uh, because of the time difference on the West Coast. He's going to stand in front of his team, and he's got to galvanize that team and let them know, hey, whatever or however you felt about John, he's gone. All right? So the men in this room, this is what we got. All right? We got 12 more games to go, and we have to come together as a unit. You may not have trusted John based on his comments, but now he's gone. So I want you to trust me, and here's why. And he's got to convince those guys to trust him based on the relationships that he has with them. And if that's the case, Tony, they have a good football team. Now, they have to win a certain way. they got to be physical. That defensive line has to continue being dominant with Max Crosby and, and, and Solomon Thomas and Cleveland Farrell. But that's kind of the, the genesis of where I would start. If you're the Las Vegas Raiders and you're trying to move on from this situation, you got to start with the interim head coach and his ability to get the team to trust him from day one. And that's going to start in a couple hours. I'll get back to that. I would point out to people, if, if they don't know this, one of the more successful coaches in the NFL, John Harbaugh, was a special teams coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles when he got the job with Baltimore. Let me go back to you personally. Did you ever play on a team where a coach got fired? Um, play on a team where a coach got fired? Uh, no. Like mid-season. No, okay, not- so... Oh, so, so you don't have no. the personal experience as to what that's like. So then I w- the next question I have is, is the next game, the one that they have right now, who are they playing right now? A game that nobody would bet, obviously. Uh, at Denver. At Denver. Yeah. Well, that's a winnable game because Denver's going backwards also. Is this coming game the critical one or is the one in three weeks the critical one? What do you expect? You know, what, what, what will the adrenaline factor be, Booger, in the next game, the one at Denver? I think this one will be at an all-time high because there, it's something about a locker room, Tony, especially when you take away a piece in which we were all questioning or we were all kind of looking at a little funny anyways. Now you take Gruden away, it's going to force, just by human nature, everyone else to contract together. So I think you're going to get their best emotional performance against Denver. Now, they still got to go out and execute to win, but I yeah. got a feeling that this team is going to fly around and they're going to be humming offensively, defensively. And as long as they don't turn the football over, because you said uh, Denver's going backwards, I think the Raiders will come out and maybe have their best performance of the season this week. Then I think it, it, it will start to, it will start to become in question after that, because now okay. you're playing on so much emotion this week based on Gruden and all the events that happened. What do you do the following two, three weeks down the road? When you look back on the game, the Chicago game, and and Chicago is not a very good team, and it was a very listless game pretty much on both sides. Do you see the influence of the controversy around Gruden, who was then coaching? He had not yet resigned. Do you think that affected the Vegas performance last Sunday? Absolutely. How could it not? Tony, let me walk you through a player's mind on a Friday. So Friday before Sunday game, the game plan is already in. Friday is more of a mental day. So it's really not a physically taxing day. It's mental. 
I'm going over everything, all my checks, all my I's, all my T's are being dotted and crossed. Yeah. And so instead of doing that, I got to deal with the question in my mind, is my coach a racist? I got to yeah. answer all these questions about emails in which I, some of these guys were probably in, I mean, 10, uh, 10 years ago, they were in like high school or, or, or uh, middle school. Yes. And so now the, the mental capacity for which a, a player normally loads his mind with is now on something else. So how could it not affect you mentally in, in your preparation? Now, once you got on the field Sunday and it's, First and ten on, on the twenty five yard line. It's not like I'm in my stance thinking, man. I wonder what John Gruden what, what he was thinking. Yeah. No, it's not that. But in your preparation leading to those moments, yes, it, it, it had to affect them and their performance. All right, let me go. Let me go around the league just a little bit. Um, the Chargers, the, the two teams that really seem to be ascending this year are the Chargers and the Cowboys. Am I overreacting to that, or are these teams as good as they have appeared to be in the last two to three weeks? I think you are maybe underreacting, and here's why, Tony. Uh, If you look at the Chargers, the Chargers have two things that the league should be afraid of. They have a coach who is not afraid of anything, meaning he'll go for his own 20-yard line. Ten minutes to go in the third quarter, not the fourth quarter, the third quarter. This guy could lose the game right there, and he went for it. That was cool. That was cool. But you know what he's doing? He's got got somebody, uh, a team of people, and they are playing the probability. So he's a huge analytical guy. So they have already played out these things in their mind based on down and distance, based on quarter, based on time, based on score, that he knows the probabilities are in his favor you increase your chance of winning by doing this. And he's doing it. And they have the hottest quarterback in the game of football who's playing with the most confidence, whose coach is giving him more confidence. So that's something that the NFL should be afraid of. Uh, So I think you're undervaluing that. The Cowboys, for as much as we talked about the Cowboys last year and their lack of defense and their lack of effort on defense, Tony, you got to give it a 180 right now because they are simply flying around. They're playing dominant football. And you got to give a shout-out to Dan Quinn because he is the catalyst behind that defense. And Dak Prescott is simply, I'll, I'll put it this way. If you had any expectations of a quarterback who just signed a new deal for $40 million a year, Dak Prescott is exceeding those expectations. And I think that's the best thing you could say about that. I, there's no question. Dak Prescott is an MVP candidate right now. Uh, he's a lot better than I thought. And All right, so let me, uh, let me move on to college. I know you're familiar with college, too. Big news, Alabama lost. Nick Saban finally lost to somebody who used to be an assistant. How enormous of a shakeup is Alabama losing, or is everybody a a little bit overreacting? Because they still control their destiny. If they win out, they're still going to be in the SEC championship, and if they win that game, they're going to be in the playoff, right? Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with that. We're at a point now where one loss doesn't hurt them. I, I think we make a lot of it but because we think Alabama is invincible. And when we look at them as being Goliath, and when the giant is slayed, it's like, okay, stop the presses. The world is coming to an end. Yeah. When, right. when, when reality, you're dealing with 17- to 21-year-old kids who, from a motivation standpoint, I, I think Nick Saban finds it hard to get his kids motivated every week. And if you look on the other side, Jimbo Fisher, he's been talking about this game since summer, Tony. Remember, yes. he said that at some we'll point we're going to beat him. And yeah, he said Nick that. Saban said in what, golf? So like, <laughs> That's like, right. This has That's been right. Going on. That's right. That's right. This has been going on for a long, long time. So if you add in motivation, you add in 
the, the age group and the maturity that you're dealing with, uh, I'm surprised Alabama doesn't lose more to some of these good teams. But to your point, they still control their own fate going forward. Um, one of the teams that's in the top three or four right now is Cincinnati. Cincinnati, in my lifetime, was a basketball school, not a football school. Everybody wants the romance of a school that's not in a Power Five conference to come around and be great. My question to you about Cincinnati is if they were in the SEC, if they were in the Big Ten, with what you've seen so far, are they a first-place team or are they the beneficiaries of only having to gear up once or twice a year for a really tough opponent? They are a very, very good football team. Uh, Their mentality is that of an SEC team. Here's what I mean by that. They have a head coach who understands how to call a game, how to prepare a team, and they are a physical football team, Tony. And they have a veteran quarterback. So if you look at this, football, as much as we like to throw it around and you know talk about all the points being scored, football is still a game where you got to hit somebody in the mouth and move them against their will, and Cincinnati does that. Luke Fickle, that team has embodied the personality of Luke Fickle. Love him. He's an outstanding coach. He can coach in any conference in, uh, in the country. You have a veteran quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Uh, he's mature beyond his years. He's married. He's got a family. Uh, his, his maturity level is that of an NFL quarterback already, meaning I am focused on the game of football. I have a family. So when I leave the facility, Tony, I'm not going to play the Xbox or I'm not going to hang around and see which girls <laughs> I can hang out with. I, yeah. I, I have a schedule. I'm serious. I have a schedule that it's football, it's family, it's being a dad. That's an NFL quarterback, and he's playing like that. So when you have a coach who is a physical coach who knows how to prepare a team, you have a veteran leader who is already approaching the game like an NFL quarterback, and you have a team that plays that way, they can beat anybody. Tony, let's go back a year ago. They played Georgia in the, in the Peach Bowl, and they had them beat. Georgia had to kick a yes. last-second field goal to beat them. So they, they can play against anybody, Tony. Okay, that's good to know. We'll get you out of here on this. It's the great irony of last weekend with everything that happened last weekend. A 44-year-old man threw for 400 yards and five touchdown passes, <laughs> and nobody noticed this booger. Nobody noticed Tom Brady. How amazing. You're a football player. He's 44. How amazing is this football player to football player? It, it, it's super amazing, Tony. Um, maybe not on a, a lot of levels because the quarterback doesn't get hit a lot. I just want people to think about this. I, I, I'm, I'm going to put this in the, in the most real terms that I can put it in for every listener out there. We have advanced so far in medicine and how we deal with our human body. Okay. We're at a point right now where you can be 60 or 70 years old, and if your body doesn't function the proper way, we can give you drugs to allow your body to function where you can procreate, okay? You can uh, be a father at 60 or 70 years old with, with drugs to allow you to do the things that we did at 21. So if you think about that and you wrap your brain around that, now relate that to football. We have a 44-year-old man who's still physically performing as if he were 21. It just goes to show you the advancement in technology, the advancement not in medicine but in treatment, in uh, supplements, and how we train our body. If you can do, the, do those things the right way, then this is what you can do. I think we're going to see it more and more. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing this way for another four or five years. He's going to be, what, 42 then. I think yeah. you're going to look at other quarterbacks that are going to continue to play at a high level. So 
Is it surprising? Yes, on the surface, 44-year-old guy, almost 50, still playing in the NFL. But when you understand the position, which I only, I only think it could happen at quarterback because they don't get hit enough, I think you start to appreciate what's done, and I think it's going to happen more and more with some of these quarterbacks. Booger, this is great to hear you. All 10 of our listeners are so thrilled that we don't – I mean, I don't know if anybody ever listens to the show. Thank you, Booger. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Anytime, Tony. Booger McFarland, boys and girls. Really fun to talk to. We will take a break. Uh, we will come back. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd's going to bet some games for us. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a new ad. Yes. This is Shopify. Shopify is more than a store. Connect with your customers, drive sales, manage your day-to-day. Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. Shopify has thousands of integrations and third-party apps, from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots. Don't know what those are. Chatbots. And beyond. You lost me at chatbots. (laughs) How can I go beyond? Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. Discover endless possibilities. Shopify is tirelessly reinventing tools of growth for over 1.7 million businesses, helping them succeed every day. Shopify believes in liberating commerce for all because entrepreneurship has the power to drive communities forward and commerce can be a force for good. What is Shopify? Michael, do we understand what Shopify is? Yeah, so this is whether you're trying to start an online business, move your business to the interwebs, or even just switch. They're going to help you with all that. Wow. Do you know who's looking to, to use the Shopify code? No. Your daughter-in-law. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Waiting for the code. Go to Shopify.com slash Tony K, all lowercase, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash Tony K for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash Tony K right now. Shopify.com slash Tony K. Use the code, people. Ka-ching. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Terry King and his band Borderline. It's a great name for a song. Whiskey and Friday. It is, isn't it? It's really good. Whiskey and Friday. This is the second time we played Borderline today. We're in love with Borderline. Michael, if... Independent artists want to send us their music like Terry King and Borderline did. How do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at TonyCornizerShow.com. This is driving music. Yeah, it really is. Are we selling anything, by the way? Oh, yes. We we always have our full slate of offerings. If if you click on the... um, the shop at TonyCornizerShow.com. I, I know Rob Culpin would love me to mention that. And yeah. I owe him a phone call. No, that's good. Yeah, well, you should call him. All right. Uh, Chuck Todd joins us. Chuck, tough week last week. That was a tough week. I tried to talk you into the Rams over Seattle, and you went back and forth and back and forth, and ultimately went with Seattle. One, five, and one. Tough week, yes? Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to blame injuries. I mean, a little bit. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like I had two... I, I do. I think. I think the Giants cover if, if Jones isn't out of the game, and, uh, and yes. or at least I'm going to tell myself that. And obviously with Russell Wilson being out, so you know, I, yeah. I do think in, injuries didn't didn't help. But that's um, you know, I also chalk it up to uh, I, I couldn't be fully focused. I, I was taking my daughter on a tour of colleges in Southern California, where I stumbled across a football stadium named after Jack Kemp. Can you guess which which college we were touring? Occidental. Yeah, I did. I totally forgot that. 
we're touring that school, and it's like Jack Kemp Field, and I was like, Occidental. Oh. Yeah, that's right. They played not accidental, kids. No, <laughs> Occidental. No. But here's yes. the thing. Do you know their shorthand is Oxy? And I yeah. just like went to my daughter. Oh. Like, you know, I don't know if that's no. the best. Hey, I'm yeah. going to yeah. Oxy. Oh, really? <laughs> what What were the schools? That, what'd you look at? You looked at USC and UCLA as well. I assume. Not USC, UCLA, UCSB, Pomona, and all those right. four schools, and, and yeah. Occidental. I yeah. say I, we we used every numbered highway you've ever heard of in Southern California. That part oh, of sure. it was like, oh, my God. You were like Jackson Brown it. going up the five. Yeah. Uh, the five, the 405, the 134. Apparently, I was also on Barack Obama Highway at one point. They named one of their highways after President Obama. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't Neither know did that. I. I'm like, oh, did I'm they change bad. Ventura Highway to Barack Obama <laughs> Highway? That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> not, not yet. He didn't so, get a cool part. It was sort of not the best part. It was, uh, it, it was between... Santa Barbara and uh, and and well, I guess you. Pasadena. I guess you don't really have to. You don't have to take her to USC. You just have to write a check to somebody, and you, <laughs> the kid gets into USC. That's I know. How I works. know. Six hour fly. I, I just you know. I'm, 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 so, I'm still I'm still looking forward to things east of the Mississippi, but we'll see. Yeah. So did you go to Binghamton before or after that <laughs> trip to California? <laughs> exactly. I get her into Binghamton weekend. for five bucks. <laughs> All right. Let's let's bet. Uh, let's start with Green Bay at Chicago. Chicago beat the Raiders. We don't really know what that's worth, given the Raiders' circumstance on Sunday. Green Bay, um, very, very close game. Wouldn't have necessarily had to be that close if Mason Crosby made anything, but a very close game against not an, uh, a superior competitor at that point. Who you got? Aaron Rodgers owns divisional games. He wins these games. It's, what is it, four and a half, though, right? Four. I got four. Hey, four. Yeah, uh, it's, it's even, better for it's you. Even better, yeah, it's even yeah. better. Yeah, I, 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 and that Bengals game was pretty predictable. If you're a Packers fan, it was just sort of the they went through the motions and then they almost got caught going through the motions. So uh, I don't expect them to be going through the motions this week. So I think Wilbon will be happy. I think it should make Matt Nagy very, very uh, vulnerable after this weekend. Okay, here's a game. There are two lines that I really looked at and uh, raised my eyebrows at, and here's one of them. The San Diego Chargers, who for some reason are playing in Los Angeles. San Diego, the San Diego yeah. Chargers yeah, yeah. are coming east again for the second time this year. They're playing at Baltimore. Um, Baltimore had a great win. I understand they had a great win. They're also on a short week, and they had a great win, and sometimes... When you have a great win, you don't play that well the next time. The Chargers are really good. Justin Herbert is really good. Um, Eckler is really good. And the Chargers are getting three. And I, I raise my eyebrows at that. You know more about this than I. Do you raise your eyebrows at that? I do, but I think this is one of those where you look at it. First of all, Baltimore just has a knack for playing well at home. This is cross country. This is a yes. 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock. I don't know that. I have. Don't know. It I would, think it's a one that o'clock. would make a, it's a one o'clock. How did I would happen? flex this one. I'd flex did, this one. Yes. And, How know. did that happen? If I'm Why? CBS, I mean, I'm, I'm flexing this game. Yes, it is yeah, one o'clock. I mean, oh. yeah, it's a one yeah. o'clock, so it's part of the part of the first round. I mean, it's going to get lost and all those. I think that's another reason why three why the Chargers are getting points because it's the 10 right. a.m. It's the dreaded 10 a.m. start, right for the right. for the West Coast team. You know, I, I I I'm not I wouldn't bet this game in real life because of 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 that. I think you have to take the Chargers here. I think the Chargers are the better overall team, but I don't feel great about that pick. 
just okay. because it does feel as if the Ravens find a way to win. They just find ways to win. You got to give them that. Here's another one. The second one where I go, really? Arizona's unbeaten. Kyler Murray has looked great. And again, Arizona's the only unbeaten team. They're going at Cleveland. I understand Cleveland just lost in a wonderful game with the Chargers. But Arizona's getting two and a half, and that surprised me. Does that surprise you? Yeah, I was hoping this would be the reverse, right? I was hoping yeah. to get the Browns with points, and, and I wanted the home dog. And there was a decent number of home dogs this week, um, not on our list here. Um, but uh, that makes it a lot harder to bet. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, the Bra- I, and I like the Browns. I think they're, I think they're um, in some ways a more complete team than anybody else in the AFC. With, with their defense, even though Mayfield is, the, is not as good as some of these other quarterbacks. But um, that's tough. I don't feel like, you know, I feel like the Arizona's do, but, you know, give, give me the Browns to cover at home. Okay. At the end of that, give me the Browns covering at home. I wish they were getting points, but, but they're Nigel, I, I don't know how Nigel, I don't know how Nigel figures out what games to give you, but there's always the same teams every single week. There's not really interesting Games. Here's one that I would I wouldn't I don't think anyone will bet this game. I honestly don't. The Raiders at Denver. The Raiders getting three and a half. I don't think anyone would look at the Raiders oh, yeah. and say you I have some it. idea what's going to yeah. happen here. Nobody bets this game. But neither of these teams are any good, really. Denver has come back to earth. The Raiders have come back to earth. Raiders plus three and a half. It's not actual money. Who will you take? Well, there's only one side to take. You got to take Denver. Yeah. Right? There's only I agree. yeah. yeah there's, I agree. Right. You, if you take anybody, you take them, but you have no idea. You know, no. the Raiders could come out United, but that doesn't seem. Likely. Nigel's not really uh, a sports fan. He's English. He doesn't yeah, understand that. that this is a yeah. game you just don't take. Well, we'd like to swap <laughs> it out for another you know, one. It's part of the lore now. You there know, you got to do it. Good ones. We discussed. We discussed a couple. There was a couple others. What did I have? One or two others that I, I liked. We thought maybe Seattle Pittsburgh was a game. We we discussed that as being. I, one I would two. take this one out. I would honestly take this because it's not fair. All right, well, let's take it out. Nobody's going to bet. Let's take right. it out. We, we, we'll all put right. it. We'll put in Seattle Pittsburgh. All right. What is that? What's is, the uh, Seattle giving? Um, I'm sorry, getting four and a half at Pittsburgh. Seattle getting four and a half? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, Russell Wilson. The yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Okay, yeah. Seattle four and a half at Pittsburgh. Go ahead. Who you got? Pittsburgh. Well, good. that's a that's another one. I, I guess I'll take Pittsburgh only because you just you can't have a lot of faith in Geno Smith. But that ain't that. That's not a heavy. It's not high confidence. Uh, yeah. But that is only because here's the thing: we're going to find out how much of a one man team has Russell Wilson been. Yes. Right. How much? I agree. Is the, yeah. And and there's a part of me that thinks. It's it's a uh, it's it's a bigger. He's more important to that team than any of us even imagine. All right, so we'll give you Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll go back to the original board. Dallas giving four on the road at New England. New England has a pretty good record. New England's a pretty good team, but they're not an explosive team. And Dallas, honestly, I have to concede this. Dak Prescott's better than I thought. He is, yeah, so far. Too. He's better than I thought. He's an MVP candidate, Dak Prescott. Who you got? Here's the thing. Do you believe New England can score more than 30 points? No, I don't. Yeah. Do you? That's the problem. I don't either. You know, I hate I, – I, I, this is one of those. I think a lot of people are going to – New England, home dog, Belichick. Somehow he'll figure out how to slow down Dak. And maybe he does. Right. Um, but I've – 
I, I'm not in love with Mac Jones the way a lot of other people I feel like are looking at him through Brady colored glasses. So, um, give me, give me Dallas here that in a, in a game that my guess is will be close and they pull away. Well, okay. I will just, the, the question I would then throw back to you after you say, do you believe that New England can score 30 is this, do you believe that Mike McCarthy can out coach Bill Belichick? <laughs> right. I mean, that's, okay. yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. It, it's, it's sort of, this is, yeah, I guess. Look, um, I think the Packers beat the Patriots once or twice in the regular season with McCarthy as coach. If you have talent, if you have the better, you know, I guess. Yeah, but you're right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Look, but right. he's won four games already, so God bless. Yeah. Let's take the Luke Russert special. This is Buffalo at Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee not as good this year in terms of record as people expected. Buffalo better. Buffalo has outscored in the four games they've won in a row. They've they're like something like 120 points better than the other team. They have scored more points and given up fewer points than any team in the league. Their average score through that computation is 34 to 13. It's unbelievable. Buffalo's really, really hot right now, but they go on the road against a team that was a playoff team that is reaching desperation point, Tennessee, and which has the best running back in all of football. Will you give five and a half? You know, this is one of those, when I said that there were a decent number of home dogs, this was one of those games where, you know, yeah. I, I think I think your boy Jeff Ma would say the public's a little too overhyped on, on Buffalo. They're probably getting uh, an extra, you know, a point or two more than they should be getting as a favorite. Um, and I, if you told me that Derrick Henry had 150 yards rushing, he slowed this game down, and Buffalo had a, you know, only won this game by three. It wouldn't surprise me. So give me, give me Tennessee at home on those points. That's a fair analysis. And one more game: the Washington Football Team uh, is at home. They have been extraordinarily disappointing in terms of their defense. Extraordinarily so. They've let up a billion points. Kansas City is desperate now. You can't go to two and four if you're Kansas. You just can't. Right. Kansas City right. is giving seven in Washington at halftime. All of Bruce Allen's emails will be released. <laughs> they'll be dropped. They'll be dropped from a plane, and everybody will get one. Um, are you going to give the seven and take the Chiefs? Well, when it was six and a half, I was all over Kansas City, and now that you've moved that half point, uh, now I, I, I half kid. I, I wouldn't be. I, I, I want to be with Kansas City this week, right? This is the get right game. This is the they have to I win. Agree. Yeah, I there's agree. no way. There's only one side here. And I look, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if this, if this scandal starts to impact that locker room. I'm just, you know, I just, you know, I think that this thing is going to come down. This whole Gruden stuff's going to come down in a world of hurt on Washington. And I, it's, this, this could stir up all a bunch of stuff again. And I don't know if this, I don't know if that locker, you know, we'll see. This is going to be a tough time for Rivera. Well, let's see how he handles it. Well, I would add to that. It's not just that. The DEA hauled away the trainer last week. You know, I, uh, yeah. I, that's, that, that's, that's a big a deal. That's a little more on Rivera than that. But, um, yes. All I'll say yes. is, is it, it, look, and I, don't, and I know you don't, I don't know how much you want to get into this story, but didn't the NFL make Jerry Richardson sell the Carolina Panthers for a hostile yes. work environment? Yes. Okay. That's all. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd love for somebody to explain the difference to me. Well, I, I believe 
Yes, I don't believe that thing's over yet. I don't yeah, believe that. No. I, I don't. Um, a very smart friend of mine told me the other day that that message of Gruden was a Sicilian message to Dan Snyder to sell the team. Ooh. I enjoyed listening to that. <laughs> and Chuck, we won't, you know who this person is, but I won't say his name on the air. All right. Thank you, gotcha. Chuck. Gotcha. Talk to you later. Well, David Rubenstein, the next owner of the Washington football team, please. He saved the monument. He saved American um, history. He can save America's football team. Tremendous. Chuck Todd, boys and girls. And if we just gave you Chuck Todd, that would surely be enough. But we give you a monkey. Sing along, everybody. See if you can figure out the time involved. Hanging with Bud Grant, tap, tap, tapping on his purple attache. Nigel's going to the zoo. 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 By two. By two. Sometimes he throws boo, 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 Walker Blue. I think we nailed that. Uh, Reginald was one and two last week. Reginald is five and nine overall. Yeah, he's not, not having, a, having a good year. No, he's not having a great year. No. But but the fact that he's a monkey and he's picked five winning games, as I believe I'm supposed to call them. Somebody got angry with me for calling them football matches. <laughs> yes. I thought they were, I thought you know all yes. contests were matches, but apparently yeah. I got that wrong. Um, so yes, I went down to the National Zoo and I uh, was chatting with him. He was very busy, Mr. Tony. He was getting ready for his interview for the Raiders' head coaching position. Okay. Now you know he has long-standing ties and a deep abiding friendship with the late Al Davis. So he was there in his little tracksuit, he had his hair slicked back, and he was prepping with Jim Plunkett, MC Hammer who's famously a Raiders fan, and Avril Lavigne. And I'm not sure what she was doing there. She I think was singing. She, I yes, I think she was singing Skater Boy. Yeah, yes. So, um, But they took a break from the prep for that to go over some of these matches. And uh, uh, the first one we gave him was uh, the Ravens at home giving three to the San Diego um, Oh, I guess we would call them the Los Angeles Chargers. San Diego. Yes. Uh, and this was a nice photograph he showed him uh, of taking batting practice at the old Memorial Stadium with Al Bumbry, John Lowenstein. Is it Lowenstein or Lowenstein? Lowenstein. Lowenstein and Rich Dower. So he clearly has some ties yeah, Baltimore. to Baltimore, and he will take the uh, Ravens and give the three. Now, the next uh, contest we gave him was uh, Cleveland at home giving two and a half to the Chargers. So another mystifying line um, for you. Cleveland. No, 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 Arizona Cardinals, not the Chargers. Oh, what did I say? Arizona Chargers. Yes, there you go. Chargers on the brain. Uh, so this was a, a nice uh, a video of him, or I guess it was a film, of him playing croquet with Hanford Dixon, Joe Charbonneau, and Bernie Kosar. So he has, uh, you know, he has a relationship with Cleveland, so that means he's going to take the Browns in that particular contest. And the last one, we always give him the Washington football team. You might be surprised at this one. Think, oh, no, there's no way he's going to take the Washington football team. But I saw, he showed me a photograph of him. This is from the Washington Post. He was DJing at that famous birthday party for Gil Arenas. It's a picture of him there with Rod Langway and Mark Mosley, everyone having a fantastic time. Did not see a photo of you in that picture. But this indicates to me that he will be taking the Washington football team. I'm so happy that this year, unlike past years, every once in a while, like this week, every once in a while, the monkey goes with Chuck Todd. Yes. It doesn't go against Chuck Todd. Yes. Because a lot of people think that the monkey automatically goes against Chuck Todd, and it's not true. <laughs> it's, it wasn't, wasn't true last week. It's not true this A lot week. of modeling. Yes. No. All right. We will take a break. Uh, we will come back with what? With, with email. email and jingle. Yes. Email and jingle when we return. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening, You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. Let's do the Policy Genius ad here. 
Compared to pumpkin patch photo shoots and costume planning, shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius can be one of the easiest tasks on your October to-do list. Filling time between trick-or-treaters? Try shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius. Get free quotes while giving out free candy. Hold on, kids. I'm on with my insurance agent. We can't tell you what to dress up as for Halloween, but we can tell you you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? Because you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance company, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. Getting started is easy. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need, and you can compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Policy Genius does not add on extra fees. So head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. Somebody cue Ned Beatty. <laughs> That's great. Banjos are cool. Yeah, they really That's are. That's Joe and Molly Chambers. That's really cool. You want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad? Yes, please. Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Got the bagels today. Hoping we get the bagel sandwiches on hoping. Friday. Yes, hoping. Uh, all you need to do is go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, my friend, and you'll be thrilled. If there are no sandwich bagels on Friday, Just Dad, won't, Dad won't let you in. <laughs> That's it for us There'll today. There'll be no chair for you. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, when I get off of this mountain, you know where I want to go. Straight down the Mississippi River to the Gulf from Mexico. The Lake Charles, Louisiana, little Bessie girl I once knew, and she told me just to come on by if there's anything that she can do. That's the band, kids. Yeah. That's Bob Dylan's former backup band <laughs> yeah. with Levon Helm and Robbie Robertson and a whole bunch of people. That's the band. Thanks today to our guests, Chuck Todd, Booger McFarlane. Thanks today to our sponsors, Shopify, X-Chair, Policy Genius. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Let's read some things. From Richard in Culpeper, I assume Culpeper, Virginia. If the Dodgers win the World Series, will Mike Rizzo get a ring? Well, <laughs> Turner and Scherzer help. Uh, from Amanda, in, and signed Frilly Girls Designs. She says, I want to preface this letter of thanks with a couple of facts. I'm not a sports fan outside of LSU football, but that's just an alumni requirement, so it doesn't really count. I don't really like talk radio. Please don't take that personally. I'm a music girl myself. Now that you know those two things about me, I think you can understand how heartfelt the following thanks are. My husband's an avid listener to your show, so I want to thank you for keeping his company on long commutes and our adventures as we travel around our country with both our Subaru and RV. <laughs> we are your kind of people. He is outnumbered in this house full of girls, and you are currently the only other boy allowed to ride with us on our trips. Because my husband listens to you, our now 14-year-old daughter listens to you as well. She would never admit this to our friends, and I dare venture to say she's the only Republican leaning teenage girl in your listenership. She's a smart girl, however, and has keen interest in journalism. As she listens, I see her making the connections between asking the right questions to get to the heart of the answer. I see her following your line of reasoning and measuring it against her own. I see her and her daddy talking about everything from politics to sports, and that's a win in my book. 
So thanks for keeping the dialogue going, Amanda Corville. That's really nice. Isn't that nice? That's really nice. From Mark Feiner in Greenwich, Connecticut. Feiner. It's that time again, Nobel time. So I'm sure you know this year's winner for the prize in literature is Abul Razak Gurna, whom the committee honored for his uncompromising and compassionate penetration of the effects of colonialism and the fate of refugees in the gulf between cultures and continents. Since you are known for uncompromising critique and compassionate <laughs> penetration of the effects of street-side trailer parking and the fate of the D.C. homeowner, I thought you might want to take a special interest in Gurna's work. If Friedman, he and you played golf together, you'd have three Pulitzers, a Nobel, and a dog that eats Frisbees. Yes, that's what we would have. Uh, Jesse. This is, uh, the headline in this is, I am Tom Monster's girlfriend. His jingle almost killed me. My boyfriend Tom gleefully yammers and yammers about his love for your podcast on an almost daily basis. With his earbud wires flopping in the air, he will gyrate around in his studio shouting, Tony, 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 apparently singing along to your opening jingle. He tries his best to regale me with confusing stories of toasted cheese sandwiches and mayonnaise, your rabbit hunting dog, despicable tomato eating squirrels, and the travesty of eyesore RVs parked in your neighborhood and how we just have to get this amazing smokeless stove from my back patio or something. Tom says the podcast is like a funky jazz trio with Tony on sax, his son Michael playing violin, and Nigel playing the flute. I feel they're in the studio hanging out with me. Tom was oddly insistent last Friday that I should give it a try that day, so I finally listened to the podcast later during my mind-numbing commute to Morgantown, West Virginia, and it nearly killed me. I almost careened off the road when I realized exactly why he was so persistent as I listened with astounding dismay to his goofy operatic a cappella singing of your mailbag jingle. Yes, my boyfriend Tom is Tom Monster. Yes, that Tom Monster. The truly amazing artist and former Pittsburgh Pirate Parrot mascot, and now apparently a Tony's mailbag jingle singer. I had my co-workers listen to it the next day. It was a great form of relief after a long day at my corporate job. Now the world knows the singing that I have to deal with on a daily basis, filling up my voicemails, which I do love because it gets me through the day. I've sat in my office literally laughing out loud. I must say I love the show, and I love Chessie's barking in the background, too. Thank you for an amazing surprise. Fabulous email. Isn't that great? From Michelle and Jeremy Cannell in Fairfax, Virginia, you're definitely going to want to set this email aside. Before you accept any of those other invitations to play golf, we have an offer you can't refuse. You and Michael are invited to be our guests of honor at Fairfax's Oakmar Rec Center Golf Course. We'll cover at least 12 holes and all the fun-sized payday bars you can eat. Carts are a little pricey, so maybe you can spring for one. Dinner's just a quick trip out to the Golden Corral in Manassas. Since you're crossing the Potomac, you'll probably want to stay overnight. While we don't have guest space in our townhouse, we do have a recently refurbished 40-foot trailer you can use. We'll hang up and listen to your RS. I'll make that trip for the chocolate fountain alone. Yeah. From Rob Lance, I've never been to a Golden Corral. Can't, no. oh, can't bear surprise. it. Surprise. Can't bear it. Rob Lance in Spotsylvania, Virginia. Great I've recently list. had occasion to relate to your grandsons, having been compared with your dog. We've enrolled two of our sons in the local PGA Junior League, and on the way to practice last week, as is our custom, we listened to the podcast. I didn't realize that my 10-year-old was paying attention until later on the course. I was helping him read a potty stop, looked me dead in the face, and said, Chessie, I'm telling a story. <laughs> Suffice to say, I shut up and let, re let him read his own bleeping putt. It's just great. Just great. One more. Uh, from Ben in the Midwest city of Washington, D.C. Dear Dr. Grandpa, I'm a junior at Georgetown University. This past Wednesday afternoon, as I was deep into an essay on Plato's Republic on the fifth floor of the library, I got wind that a very special guest made an appearance on campus. Chuck Todd. Yes, that Chuck Todd. Spoke to a group of students that I was scheduled to be part of, if not for my essay. Now, I'm sure he was inundated with questions about the media's coverage of Afghanistan, infrastructure, reconciliation, the 2020 election, and all that junk. But Chuck, just know if I'd been there, I would have greeted you with a TK salute and peppered you with the real questions of import. Who you got in the Bills game? Do you have a guy like Carville, too? 
That's T-Boy Latchule. <laughs> How are you going to overtake the monkey by season's end? You know the important stuff. By the way, Chuck getting an invite before Saliza. You may have heard, but he's a Georgetown grad. <laughs> Tough luck. Lace, once again, you must eat it. Keep up the great work and tell Michael the Greens at East Potomac are in shockingly good shape for so late in the season. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. If I wish one of your guys had children, if I could kick them in the f- head or stomp on their testicles before you could feel my pain, because that's the pain I had waking up every day. Figured I'd worked hard and that's my right Crawled in bed, tried to get in close She just said I don't think so Cause she don't find fair And she will go And she keeps a book full of all my sins Locked in her mind till she needs them She gives me that damn you look I'd rather take a stiff ride book Cause she
guys don't have a drink It's Friday night But on second thought I guess I better go home I used to be a regular joke Last in the air, the one with the jokes I still laugh now and then But now that she's gone I don't do good on whiskey or Friday. Whiskey makes memories and memories makes me get a little sideways. Six months ago today she backed out of the driveway. Hit the highway. I don't do good on whiskey or Friday. I'm 